So um, we just got done testing some sound effects that Beep is doing. And basically, Beep, you, you, you're just ripping off. Um, I didn't stutter there at all. You're just ripping off sound effects from the show. Although they're license-free and all podcasts probably use them, every fan of the show is going to recognize the first two or three. So let's just run through because... Yep. All right. We're not going to even do this. We're, gonna, we're just going to cut me off with all of them. So with... <laughs> That's one. Uh, if anybody doesn't know what that sound is, and they hate top five list. And then what also would happen, typically, if Kappa was here and told a joke, there would be another sound effect that you would typically hear, at least on this show, or hear that beep stalls again. Yep. There it is. And the third one I don't think is from this show. I think you just ripped off a DJ from 2011 Las Vegas pool parties, and I don't know why. Yeah, remix mixtapes or like what DJs would do like to. I'm sorry. Ripping it. What, uh, yeah. what just happened? Oh, ripping it. When you when you did it, I don't know if your voice effect was in it or if it was still in like that sound was coming in. So it came out to like this ripping it, ripping it. And I was <laughs> super confused. So, yeah, but it's also like I think that was the uh, the sounder like during mixtape, like true mixtapes where DJs would host mixtapes, which means oh, absolutely. I just don't know the artist anymore. That was like between song and stuff, right? Like, Wheezy F, he's in this, he does this, DJ Hoo 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 Kid. And then, it, like, that's playing. <laughs> that happens, right? Yeah. yeah. It's just an we, error. We really in here. We, yeah, like, we in the building. They still looking for a parking spot. DJ Clue, Clue, Clue. And then that error. That's not the one, but that would be funny. Now I want that to be the transition for all hip hop songs is the fair, uh, fair fan, fan, fair, fan, fair, fan, fair. So yeah. we, we now have uh, three sounders, which is great because there's only two of us. So and knowing the way I talk, only one of us has the high likelihood of telling a bad joke. So congratulations on having that sound. I me. don't think we're ever going to use that. I was talking about myself as well, uh, especially after last week, which we'll get to here in a second. The air horns, I don't think will ever be applicable. I don't know why you decided. Did you get the why wouldn't they? Were those like straight out of the box to use like software words? Oh no, I I, I put them on here with a purpose. You chose those three, absolutely. Okay, so your top three, technically, if I was like beep, your top three producer sounds. Those are the three you're going with. <laughs> you will not answer me with sound effects. <laughs> You will use the English language. I am I am not here to do a better version of Greg Cody's back in my day of AI. So Which we did that, by the way. He's, he stole that from us. Like we had talked about him just using chat GPT to do a back what? in my day. So they when was this? Us. Uh month okay. or two. So this needs to be on all right. This should be video. Because we're saying a month or two ago, this podcast did a chat GPT and did y'all mention Greg Cody? We did. I'll have to go okay. back and look in my, uh, in my archives to actually find that video. Maybe I can clip that in, but we did a whole episode talking about chat GPT and how chat GPT could even write a segment for the Levitard show. I wonder if it did. And because it was that bad. And I love Greg. He brought me on his podcast once to exploit my newborn baby and yelled at her to make noises. So I, I love Greg with my entire podcast fandom life. But 
not the greatest appearance. And I'm not even here to criticize that because, you know, Greg has had a hard enough week with Zaslow and team Greg Cody forever. I'm with Izzy. No matter what Greg does, I still love him. Uh, but speaking of the Greg Cody show, stealing ideas, stealing plans. Uh, I do believe that it's possible because there's Yeti, uh, who is just, you know, the most dishonest person. I think anybody, anybody who's ever talked to Yeti can just say he's the most dishonest um, yeah, just not a positive person, very negative, always seeking for the the worst thing in people. They mentioned, and let me be clear, I do not listen to the Greg Cody show with Greg Cody, uh, featuring Greg Cody, unless yeah. my baby is on it. Let that sit. Uh, glad we got that correct. I should have said featuring first and let the joke get out the natural way. That's on me. Uh, but then I hear that they're going to like mention something about ESPN announcers. And then the one person they mentioned to go and get is the one and only Randy Scott. Have, have you heard this? Okay. I love this. You know what? Did you listen to, I have to ask you something. Did you listen to after I brought up Joffrey a few weeks ago during my drunk rant, did you listen to this? Because he does this. No, no, I didn't. No. Okay, cool. Well, you've become the annoying producer, but I love it. Just keep doing it. So, Randy Scott, those who don't know. If you're listening, not that those who don't know who Randy Scott is, that would be funny if I explain who Randy Scott is on this podcast, right? So, Randy Scott, a few weeks ago, I drunkenly show up in uh, a podcast Zoom with you an hour late after thinking I was on time. And an hour and 24 yeah tomato tomato uh tomato apple so i show up and as much as people see me drinking whiskey on this zoom and i'm not looking to like clear, clear my name i'm not typically drunk here i i'll have a whiskey on I'll, I'll drink it but i'm not typically what i would consider drunk beep is that do you agree or am i completely off base here am i always drunk and i'm fine if it's either or I, i'll like, agree i'll agree with that as he takes a vigorous whiskey yeah. Um, so I show up again an hour and 25 minutes late. And look, if you're an hour and 25 minutes late to a Zoom and a podcast recording and you're the only person that shows up, you got to do a better job, Beep. This is really your fault. Just cut it. Don't let it happen. But no, you know, you're just going to sit here and let me record a podcast. Very irresponsible, unprofessional even. So I go on for 30, 30 We had an minutes. important message that we had to get out. We had to get out. That's true. Our- and the best time. Yep. And the best time to get it out was let's let the guy who hasn't been on for three months uh, stumble in and go. But I think the message was received well. Again, back to Randy Scott, had nothing to do with the message. Um, we, You were doing a top five because I, I need to explain how we got to Randy Scott. Because when I watched the video that you posted, which great job, I was like, wait a second, does anybody even know how we got to Randy Scott? Because I was doing the thing you hate where my hand is over my mouth a lot of the times. And I said, top five things to do in Hartford. Five and four were don't see Steve, don't see Cat. Three, as you were thinking, I said, don't see Randy Scott. And I don't, and the reason Randy Scott was in my head is the reason I was late. I was at a bar in Hartford, Connecticut called Vaughn's with a guy. Uh, I, I don't know his name exactly. I know he's from Trinidad. He did soccer. He produced and directed on ESPN. He worked with Randy. So, it was naturally in my head. I don't, it seemed weird that I'm just naturally as if I would hang out with Randy Scott in Hartford, like, Hey, I'm in Hartford, meet me, whatever. I don't know how far Bristol is an hour or two, whatever it is. Uh, so that's how we got it's to the Randy Scott conversation. It was just in my head. Yeah. I was just like, 
not hang out with Randy Scott. And then uh, somehow it turned into a bet where I said he would be on confidently. Because in that moment, I rewatched this video. And I, I, not that I was blacked out, but I was definitely not in the best day. And in this video, I said it as if I, initially, I started off with the confidence of I'm going to get him on. Like, no, he'll be on. And then I said, if he's not going to, if he, if he's not on in 60 days, uh, which is funny because I later referenced 30 days, but I said, if he's not on in 60 days, I will shave my head. Um, shout out to the random people on Twitter that mentioned, I don't have much to lose. Thank you for that. And, you know, even though you brought it up, it's more hurtful when strangers do it. So we posted the video of that and the video you posted though, said if Randy Scott does come on in 60 days, I have to shave my head. So we have, I, I have a loophole without editing. I didn't mm-hmm. cut. Anything. I didn't chop anything. I didn't clip anything. I posted it as, as it was recorded. Correct. The words on the tweet though said, if Randy Scott does come on within 60 days, I'll shave my head. So you enticed you, you honestly, you messed with the rules of the game. You enticed him to not come on to save my head because Randy Scott's my best friend, obviously, on Twitter. So you kind of littered this. Yes, close second to you. Anyways, so I want to clarify all of that because it was a super weird when I watched it. I was like, Randy's probably like, how did this even get about me? I don't know this guy. Uh, so that's how we got there. I'm going to pause and let you reply before I tie this into the Greg Cody podcast with featuring Greg Cody. So in my defense... When I wrote the tweet, it was 6 a.m. That's my defense. Is that it? Is that- <laughs> Put it on the poll. What's a worse defense for horrible content output? Showing up an hour and a half late, drunk because you're out of town, or it's 6 a.m.? So now we're saying Greg Cody... I'm sorry. It's 6 a.m. by a landslide. So Greg Cody, this is going to be the longest video ever. Good luck editing it, but I want this to be a video. Greg Cody stole our idea. He said, let's get Randy Scott on the show. Uh, are you aware of this? I was going to do this earlier and somehow no. derailed. So Breaking I'm going to Dan Lebitard to Stu Gotts. Did you see this this weekend? Did you hear what happened on the Greg Cody show featuring Greg Cody? No, I missed it. Breaking news. Okay. Yeah, breaking news. Yep, for all those that listen. So the Greg Cody Show featuring Greg Cody, infamously known for stealing the sponsors that can't afford the Levitard Show anymore. So what they did for the second time, because like you said, they took your entire idea about the back in my day, the chat GPT. uh, They are now trying to get Randy Scott on to like judge some sort of like, I, I guess they're doing impersonations, impressions, whatever you want to call it. Um, first off, we would crush that entire show, Yeti included, and impersonations with you alone. And I hate giving you compliments. So this isn't even like trying to be confident. I hate this receiving legitimately, them. Yeah, I, I'm sure. Yep. No, everybody hates a pat on the back. So as you get your five-star review from me, like it's one, it's just, it's insulting. Like, you're going to bring Randy Scott, uh, much like myself, uh, somebody that was probably destined for a career in comedy who settled for just being rich and good looking in a suit. So you're going to take him and waste his time hearing mediocre impressions simply because 
I wanted him to be on within the next 60 days. I truly believe that's it. I believe Yeti, Chris Cody, and Greg sat down, listened to what was the greatest drunken 30 minutes that were definitely not incoherent, definitely professional content the day we announced we were fired, um, and said, <laughs> we're going to steal Flem's idea. So do you agree? I feel like I can't see you right now, but I feel like you agree with me. Oh, 100%. Okay. So this is two ideas that they're stealing from this. And so Sheets and Giggles sponsors one thief, sponsors the other thief, I believe. I don't know if they still do. What? Do we start beef with Sheets and Giggles or Greg Cody's? I think we got to start beef with, uh, with, with the Cody's. I think Greg Cody. Yeah, a good call because, yeah, one's worth it. Uh, I'm just kidding. Sheets and Giggles, we love y'all. So let's start beef with Greg Cody. So has he stolen our idea twice? The answer is yes. Twice. Confirmed. Okay. All right. This will be a lot to edit. Apologize. It went so long. Uh, If Randy Scott shows up on the Greg Cody show featuring Greg Cody, featuring Greg Cody's son, featuring Greg Cody's other son, featuring Yeti. With. I'm sorry. With who? With. With who? With. Oh, okay. So the Greg Cody show featuring Greg Cody with Yeti, with Chris Cody, with the other Cody. Okay. Uh, I I think I don't know. Is there is there a threat I can give to Randy? Is there do I have any leverage here, or is it just like Randy shows up there, you know, um, mentions nothing, and I have to shave my head and potentially be bald for the rest of my life simply because Randy Scott, who I've been loyal to since Coach Tim Jones days, decides he wants to go be the judge of a mediocre impersonation contest. So I have an idea. Talk to me. I, I have an idea. Okay. Should I be a saboteur for the impression off? Should I go on? You had me at saboteur. Oh, wait, wait a second. You are so, <laughs> so slimy. I knew you didn't get a haircut. Are you trying to get your way onto the Greg I Cody show? I never said I got a Greg Cody. I know. I just assume this is why you did. I still believe you did. Maybe you just watched it. So you're trying to... <laughs> Did you it's just, just use naturally curly? It's saying, super curly today. I cannot believe this. I come back to Lauer After Hours to help survive, help revive this podcast, bring pure content. I find out one of the top 50 podcasts in whatever their top 50 in has been stealing your ideas. Right. I ask one of my closest right. Twitter friends twice. And that's actually, it's probably been more than that, I think, but whatever. We'll say twice recently. I asked one of my close Twitter friends and Randy Scott to not do that before coming on LH, do it after, you know, like go, go do the, the supplemental work after, but come here first. And your answer to that, instead of even answering, did they do this? Should we do this? You simply said the solution to this is you go on the Greg Cody show featuring Greg Cody. That was your answer. I just want to be clear. I was going on there as a saboteur. Yeah. I was going to completely bomb their Beep. impression off. There's zero percent chance you go into an impression off without trying to win it. Zero. There's an like argument. The, the yeah, how do I debate that? Yep, yep. Put it on the poll. Is uh, is it the best counter to an argument ever? Of course, you it think, is. It's, do you it's think right you could beat them all? Do you think you could beat Yeti? Oh yeah, hands down. Okay, in all impressions, right? I agree with you. By the way, I mean, 
Except for like a a 50s singer or a barbershop, um, what are they called? Quartets? Yeah, like a barbershop quartet. Yeah. Quartet, quartet. See the R's what I was reading there. All right. So besides those two things. I couldn't beat him in a content stealing. I I, I couldn't beat him in content stealing. Thief. Thief. Fraud. Fraud. Yeah. Pro loser. That was a bad joke. Hit me with it. All right, you got to be quicker with the buttons if you're going to have them. All right, so our our ask is, Randy, just come on. Just me and Beat, by the way. Let me be very clear. The two times we've asked Randy to come on publicly um, have been just me and you. So I want to make this clear. Do to I need to put my I don't hair care. Up? Let me be clear. I, I, You know what? That's offensive. My hair should be enough. My hair is more valuable on the line, because if I lose mine, like you said, it's not coming back. You, that's, that's If you lose yours, yours is coming back. I am forever betting I will just be a bald person. I'm going back to like military days of having a bald head. And um, it, you don't need to put yours up yet. Let me say that. Okay. We so need to raise the stakes. What do we need to save it? But the good thing is like if we're betting hair, our, our opposition is a 90-year-old man Chris Cody's hairline and Yeti's hairline. So I think we're safe. It's just me. Well, to, to be fair, neither, neither of those three are going to put their hair up for this, this bet because they're just going to get them. They're just going to get them. And that's why I'm going to go on their show. And why not have a tour? If you keep (laughs) trying to angle for going on their show, I, there are a couple things about this show that bother me. The biggest one is that Steve Arduini has been on there multiple times. Uh, the second biggest is that Yeti produces it because he's a thief and a horrible person who hates people and children and rescue dogs. I can't think of other things people would hate. Um, I'd say kittens, but deserved. So back to Randy Scott. Do you do you honestly think, and I, I think now is the point where I'm supposed to like look at the camera. I'm not because I'm too lazy. I truly believe we have been a bigger advocate for Randy Scott than the Greg Cody show featuring Greg Cody. I don't even think it's close. Now, if you mention Chris Cody, sure. I mean, maybe I still think we're bigger advocates for Randy Scott. So Randy, come on the show. Don't Oh, go ahead. Without a doubt. I was just agreeing with you. Okay. Without a doubt. Yeah. Although he still wants to be on the Greg Cody show and not on this podcast, but Randy, Come on, Lower After Hour. Just for like five minutes, me and Beep, I promise you, nobody else from Lower After Hour is allowed to even speak to you. Join the Zoom. They won't get the link. I will not allow it because, yeah, no, these jerks, these jerks have never cared. These jerks are there for likes and retweets, okay? Maybe Mark. Well, absolutely. Mark from Reddit will be there. Sorry. Yeah, no, he's beautiful, funny, and he has a lot of followers. So Mark will be there. Uh, I think that's about it, right? I know that there's other people that would like for me to say them. No. Me, Mark. Beep with sound effects. Drop the air horns. The wrong air horns. Oh my, that's not how you drop a mic. You don't drop it. Let's transition. Uh, this would have been fun. That would have been, yeah. When I said drop the air horns, if you want to do it post, you can. Nope. Leave oh, it in. Cool. All right. So now let's get to a couple things I do want to talk about, though, about the show. So uh, Amin and Charlotte Wilder are going to be doing an NBA, I believe NBA specific show. Are you aware of this on DraftKings? I heard about this. Okay. Uh, love it. 
Charlotte Waller, somebody that when I joined Twitter, I, I never expected Charlotte to be part of Levitar Universe, DraftKings. I just followed Charlotte because it's very hard to be funny with limited characters in words. It's the only thing I enjoy about Twitter is be funny with short. It's why the looks like game is so popular, right? Right. Get the joke in. She is one of the best at it. Um, go. So I'm actually in talks to get Charlotte on the show, on our show, on our show. Okay. So we may have Charlotte. We're, we're what a work. tease. We are in talks. We're in talks. Getting Charlotte. Okay. At the wilder ones or the, the wilder side. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Anyway, Charlotte, Charlotte Wilder. We're yeah. in talks. So, so factually, I've been <laughs> Charlotte Wilder is one of the funnier people on Twitter. It's very hard to be funny on Twitter. I found her hilarious the whole time. Uh, I don't even recall it where it was. And this is how you know, like you enjoy somebody's art of words is you don't really know where they work. You just follow them because they're funny. And it's the same thing as like Fly Jones and a lot of other people, right? So anyways, glad she joined. Amin is the dark horse of like when the pirate ship started to who is very important to what the pirate ship is. He has carried so many shows. He gets the show in the same way as he does from the fan perspective where he'll make the inside jokes. But he also is like good enough to like stand his ground of who he is on the stage. Right. So he basically he's hilarious and he doesn't still like lose confidence in being hilarious. Whatever he knows, he sticks by, but he'll always make sure the joke comes first. Even when he's trying to prove a point, if there's a funnier way to approach it than to be like Mr. Serious Basketball Guy, he does it in all ways. It means by far uh, the one person I didn't expect to have this big of an impact when he joined and love it. So him and Charlotte both being that funny and that capable of making small window jokes is I think perfect for a show because a show is very much get in, get out. Right. Right. And I think, I mean, is the epitome of a pirate and he's always looking to make that leap for what's going to be the best for the group. Right. Yeah, Not he, he's looking for the treasure Island of the exactly. joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it does, if that means that, Hey, like I'm jumping off this boat real quick and everybody else say, what the heck did you just do? And then you jump off the boat and you get there. And then when you get to the treasure island of the joke, you're like, this is where I was trying to take y'all. And then everybody else just sends you to the penalty box. And did you ever watch Lost? Uh, I did. Great transition. I did until the writer strike. So I was in Afghanistan when the writer strike happened. Uh, and that's when like the black cloud and all the other weird stuff started happening with Lost. So I watched Lost. I, I binged it on what was at the time, I think like, whatever be like a share folder in Afghanistan. If you're in the military, you deployed, you know, it's a whole huge share folder where like you can find the most underground music you ever had locally is on this share drive. Every soldier ever has dropped music and videos in this weird share drive. And so it's this collective, all of American soldiers who've come from anywhere, America or otherwise have dropped their music, their videos, their movies. And this is back when like you had to download it, everything through like naps. I think it's probably about Napster, not LimeWire. So Yes, I have. We binged it. And then you could tell as soon as the black cloud came, that's when the writer strike happened. But yes, sorry. I don't know why I answered that so long. Yes. The answer is yes. Okay. All right. All right. So I just started rewatching it. And okay. you're just talking about, you know, he would jump off the, you know, the boat to save everyone else that uh, Sawyer, you know, James Ford, when he jumps out of the helicopter, 
because it's losing fuel. He jumps yep. out of the helicopter to save everyone else, risking his own safety and security. That's what Amin did. Jumped Can we recreate that? Let's get that scene on video and recreate. But whenever he jumps out the helicopter, you cut it with Amin jumping into the American Ninja Warrior oh, and falling. Let's. I'm going to get pal on that because I don't have the uh, video. Somebody else. I'm just kidding, pal. Our social media guy, you're doing great. Keep up the good work. Uh, yeah, let's make that happen. I think Pal would actually. Yeah. And Pal, if this gets a retweet and it goes viral, I swear to God, you owe me money. All right. So Charlotte, I mean, was there anything else in the the DraftKings? I think Jeremy Tash, a friend of this show, a true friend of the show, not even like in the fake way. Seventeen uh, times. Yeah, yeah. Jeremy, I, I, I mean, I love Jeremy. There's as much as. I can say I truly like care about people and like their future without truly knowing them. Jeremy's one of those people I'm like, you deserve the best version of whatever's supposed to happen in your career. Agreed. What he has become on the show is my favorite thing by far, because it's not, you can't be somebody that is this good at journalism, this young makes their way to the top, this fan of comedy in the way he is, and this self-awareness without also having the ability to just go like full sarcastic troll. Like the, it's just there. Like the comedy is there, not the personality, but the comedy ability is there. And the fact that he gets to do it now, I'm like, thank you. Like what needed the only thing Jeremy Tache was missing. And again, love the love the dude, legitimately want nothing but the best for Jeremy. The only thing he was missing before was like this, like, dude, I know you're. I know you have like that in you, like go tr got that dog. In yeah. Yeah. And he, I love what he's become. It's by far the best character development and happened so quick. Um, since like a corporate mic or something like it, it's literally, it's yeah. Literally just going to say that corporate Michael. Yeah. It, it, it happened so fast, took everybody by storm and was just like, you love it or you hate it. And the people that hate it are, you know, uh, Boston. Anyway, so uh, those are my two takeaways from Metal Lark. I don't think there's been anything new that's occurred there. I'm still waiting for them to just like sign Gojo. I don't know what's happening there. Um, I don't know if he is he still independent. Yeah, he, I mean he's still okay. working with, with uh, you know DKN DraftKings. Okay, so he's licensed by DraftKings as well. So not with Metal Lark. He also took the license. Is he like? associated with an organization or is he independently licensed because that's pretty cool i think he's still independent good good for him good for i think him. he's on a dinghy next to the pirate ship that's being pulled by david samson is that first off salute, <laughs> salute david samson i need to end there like i i love david i love that they brought him on i love that he hinted at wanting to be part of this more than anybody that's been part of this has been brought on he was so genuine in his desire to be part of the pirate ship, part of Metal Ark, part of everything they're creating. And the people that hate him, like, he, I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand the ability to look at somebody who's probably the most vulnerable outside of, like, Dan and everybody on South Beach Sessions who decide to make it a cry circle. Like, he's the most vulnerable person while also being himself. And I, I don't understand the hate. It's literally the, the most disturbing thing from like a, you don't get the show from people that I know get the show that I love that are close to me, that are fans, that are part of our universe. Uh, I hate it. Speaking of South beat sessions, I need, I desperately need in my life, a cry session with Mike Ryan. 
all the mental stuff that he's been going through the past couple of years, yeah. all of that anguish, all of everything, just the transition from, you know, ESPN to by themselves to DraftKings, and then from executive producer to whatever his role is now, I need to have that 45 minute hour long cry session. Got it. I believe it will come when Mike Ryan is done with like becoming who Mike Ryan is supposed to be. I agree. Like, and I know Mike Ryan will hate hearing this. Like, so somebody earlier in the chat was like, "How do? How are you? And are you Mike Ryan?" Because Mike Ryan, I feel like with a lot of us, he has he has a lot of similarities to young successful professionals that are creative. And I'm not comparing myself to Mike Ryan the way that Randy Scott, full circle, did sarcastically on the. Cameo, like we have all agreed that Mike Ryan is the most talented person I think that we've ever seen, especially in radio. If you want to go podcast, do whatever. But like when it was radio, it was clear. Like this guy is the goat at talent, at creativity, at on the fly comedy. And I think that he's nowhere near like what he wants to become because this company started with Dan and Stu. And it's clear that Mike is making his progression into who he's going to be, whether it's within the company or just as a personality, I think he has to, not he has to, he feels he has to um, get to like a comfortable place before he lets us in that far. He'll give us the, I had anxiety, I had depression, you know, the little tidbits, but until you're Pablo Torre or Amin, or, and not that he's not, but like in our universe, he's above, I think. I think in most universes, he's not where he feels let me be fully open and uh, potentially be vulnerable before I like take over everything. And so I hope we get there, but more than anything, I hope Mike's talent just continues to take over anything and everything in sports because the dude is legitimately the most talented person I think I'll ever see in an audio platform. That was a discussion with Beep and Flem. This is our way of uh, we. You know what? This is the most we've talked about the show ever as a podcast. I think, although the first thirty minutes is rambling about us and Greg, Cody, and Randy. I mean, <laughs> it, at least in the last like six months, and again, I haven't listened or been part of. But um, unless Jeanette was here, I feel safe saying, is this the most we've evaluated the show and where it's going? Yeah, I'm gonna say yes. Cool. Um, uh, I'm going to drop a show song tomorrow. Ooh. See y'all then. Can we get a little preview? You cannot. Like, just, just, just give me a line. Oh, I claim to hate David Sampson, but every Thursday I peep in the worst way I seek every word that he speaks. Okay. If this drops before my show song, it probably will because I'll drop the song in like three months and I lied. All right. <laughs> um, no, I think good show. Good. Um, well done. I love the noises. Keep them coming. And this is, I don't know how to end this. This is so weird because like now I feel like what happened was, and you know what? Let's air this out now. Keep this in. You asked me to come back to the podcast. So I came back to the podcast. The first time I came back was uh, some guy named Onion. Uh, this Tupac set me up and got mad that I wasn't rap battling. Sip whiskey. A vigorous sip. I can hear the dry mouth. I know it bothers you. 
So, and I refuse to drink. It's, it's just the hand over the mouth. That, that, that's all I know, I mean. but the dry, well, the dry mouth bothers me then. Sorry. <laughs> um, so y'all bring me back. We do onion. I forget his first name. What's onion's first name? Connor. Doesn't matter. All young right. Con- so we do the, we do uh, young Conzi, a stew pot calls him. Y'all set young- me up. He destroys me through a rap battle. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Young Conzi. Go. Youngians. Youngians. What a good young Conzi. Get at us. If, if you want to start. Hold on. You gave yourself that sounder with the finger up. You didn't give me a finger up and wave all happy a single time you hit a noise tonight. But when you give it to yourself, it's because <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. Like I, I can't give myself the wow, Fuck all my jokes. Okay. Yeah. Well, you could if you didn't, if your top three noises weren't no, DJ I, who. All right. So uh, next one was, I think next one was, next one was Thupac telling me how bad I was on Young Yin's podcast. I miss some. And then you set me up through a drunken bed of Randy Scott. And then here's here. But here's what I was getting at. The first two, Stupak set me up. He was there. Everybody showed up to see me shamefully lose a rap battle to Young Yens or Young Kanzi. Since then, nobody showed up. So am I the problem? Am I David Sampson of Lower After Hours? Does nobody want to be here if I'm here? Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars.